around the graveyard for Mundaka's empty grave. Can you find it? It is gray with a hand carving of a skull and crossbones, the pirate's calling card. But why was this the pirate's symbol? We are all familiar with the infamous black flag adorned with the skull and crossbones known as the Jolly Roger. Jolly Roger is a rough translation of the French phrase Jolie Rouge, which means a pretty red. You see, these flags were originally red, not black, and were flown by buccaneers in the 17th century. They were placed just below the country flag on the mast. Different captains put their own marks on the red flags, including the skull and crossbones in various configurations. The black color that we are familiar with became popular in the 18th century. Furman Mundaka enjoyed his pirate reputation on Isla Mujeres, but the island also held his one unattainable treasure, the love of a certain beautiful girl. At the age of 55, Mundaka fell ill and was taken by friends to Merida to die. It seems only fitting that the land that held his unrequited love also holds his empty grave. As you are, I was. As I am, you will be. without its superstitions and ghost stories. And Isla Mujeres, with its long and sometimes violent past, is no exception. Tales of hidden treasure and wicked men weave their way around this island. Haunting apparitions of pirates and slaves are said to wander these white sands today. Something to ponder as you stand here and enjoy the view. Stop that fool noise. Don't you know that if you lend to the winds with your whistling, our sails will be shredded by morning? Pirates came from many cultures. Some Catholic, some Muslim, others Protestant and pagan. Each man, with their varying backgrounds, brought distinct ideas about spirituality and the supernatural. This melting pot of beliefs produced a unique culture of pirate superstition, and these beliefs heavily influenced many aspects of their daily life. They wore gold earrings to keep the ship afloat, nailed brooms to the mast to help sweep in good winds, used holly to ward off evil, and built ships out of oak to protect against lightning. Falling stars were good luck, and as our friend just said, whistling could be deadly as it brought about potentially fatal winds. Though it may sound silly to let these strange ideas hold such sway, when was the last time you walked under a ladder? Now, what do you like to do when you visit the Caribbean? I bet your answer included either swimming, snorkeling, or diving. And this is a great place to enjoy the water. But think about this. Most pirates never even learned to swim. Why? Because if they fell overboard, they wanted to die a swift death.
by drowning. They also believed that any man to die on board a ship should be tossed into the water, for the sea wanted its dead. These superstitious sailors believed that if a pirate died in battle or was murdered, his ghost would drift about for centuries, tormenting all who saw it. Pirates certainly had their unique beliefs and superstitions, but it wasn't just the pirates. Islam Mujeres has its own history of supernatural legends and ghost stories. Even today, local fishermen pass on these tales. Look at the church standing before you. It plays a central role in one of these mysterious legends. In 1890, in the ancient colonial settlement at the northern tip of Quintana Roo, fishermen discovered a treasure. Three identical sister statues of the Virgin Mary. They were unique figures carved from wood with delicate porcelain faces and hands. These large, heavy statues were probably left behind by the Spaniards in the late 1700s. The three fishermen were each devout Catholics and vowed to take these treasures back to their own villages in the Yucatan. The first statue was taken to Isamel, the second to Cantonilkin, and the third was brought here. On Isla Mujeres, the Virgin was enshrined in a wood and palm chapel. Later, when the locals decided to move her to a church, it proved to be a daunting task. It is said that the statue was so heavy that it took more than eight men to lift her. As the story goes, immediately after removing the statue, the small palm chapel burned to the ground. Witnesses watched in amazement. Many still claim that the Virgin walks on the water around the island from dusk to dawn looking for her sisters. During your stay here, you may hear of this tale. A long time ago, my friend's uncle saw the Virgin. She was walking on the sea early in the morning. Later that day, when he went to visit the statue, her dress was soiled with burrs and sand. Everyone was amazed. A feast honoring the Virgin is held here on Isla Mujeres from November 30th to December 8th. The procession begins in the main square with the bajada, or descent of the Virgin. For the next eight days, there are many festivities ending with a grand fiesta. Everyone celebrates. Islands like this one offered refuge to those who were unwelcome elsewhere. One of the most infamous pirates of all is fabled to have died here in the 1800s at the age of 47. My name is Jean Lafitte. You must know of me. Everyone knew me as the gentleman pirate in my time, but truly, I was a privateer. Yes, I am a Frenchman by birth, but I believed in America. I lived most of my life in the bayous of Louisiana. 
Lafitte preyed on Spanish ships, then sold the slaves and other booty at secret illegal auctions. As the United States became embroiled in war with Britain, General Andrew Jackson asked for my help. The superior British Navy attacked Louisiana and its important Mississippi trade route. Thanks to me and my men, the Americans prevailed in this most bloody battle of New Orleans. President Madison officially pardoned me, my brother, and the others who helped the United States. This pardon allowed many would-be pirates to settle down and become part of a civilized society. But I became bored with this quiet life and left New Orleans for new, exciting adventures. Lafitte found his way to Galveston Island in Texas, working for the Mexicans, still preying on the Spaniards who were trying to prevent Mexican independence. Unfortunately, he made the mistake of attacking two American ships, something he promised never to do. He continued to pledge his allegiance to the United States, swearing that he was attacking with permission from the Mexican government to fight the Spanish. However, President Madison was negotiating peace with Spain, and Lafitte's constant harassment of Spanish ships in the Gulf made this difficult. Madison called for a war on piracy and the end of Lafitte. In 1820, the U.S. Navy caught up with him and told him to leave Galveston or be blown to smithereens. Betrayed again, but I left my mark on Galveston. I left it in flames. Then I found Isla Mujeres. Legend says Jean Lafitte died here, still bitter about his life and feeling unrewarded for his service. I want it known that I freed many people. For Lafitte, treasure was never...